Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brandon McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times Woodsocket Call. Joined once again by my co-pilot, Will Gagan, sports editor of the Independent. And here it is, Will, Thursday night we're recording this. The Sweet 16 games are going on and we'll, we have one to talk about involving a local team, a new coaching hire, a couple of uh, promising seasons coming to an end. And, you know, the uh, it might be late March, but the college basketball carousel is still spinning full throttle. Yeah, busy, busy time of year. I mean, this is exciting. March has been around here in quite a few years in terms of, of teams being in it uh, in a really long time in terms of being in it this deep into, into March. Uh, you or I, big news there, and, uh, and we'll see what happens everywhere else. But yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting time, as Brendan can attest. Where in the world is Brendan McGair? He is where you would expect him to be. I'm in Chicago as uh, we speak. Uh, third weekend in a row following the fighters from training to New York, driving to Buffalo, getting on a plane, getting on <laughs> We had uh, media availability on Thursday in the house that Michael Jordan built. Let's call it what it is, the United Center, and getting ready to, well, for, to see a, a blue blood. Well, uh, it's not every day that uh, one of our local teams gets to see a blue blood in person, but we'll get to see uh, Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks on Friday night, um, you know, should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, that the region with the, with the Friars, uh, they're the four and Kansas is the, is the one. Uh, and then the, the other half of that, of that sweet 16 group is Miami and Iowa state, uh, two teams you would not have expected to be there. So it really shapes up, uh, as an interesting quartet. Um, you know, if, if Providence can get past, past Kansas, all of a sudden you're talking about, being probably favored in a game to get to the final four. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, that's for us to talk about. What the Friars are thinking about, of course, is, is the task at hand. And that's a, a big game against Kansas. Probably the best team they played this season, um, you know, according to a lot of rankings. Uh, the number one seed, fifth in Kempom, one of the best offensive teams in the country. Uh, and, you know, pretty good on defense, too. Um, so I think it's it's going to be a huge test, obviously. Uh, but I think the Friars can win, absolutely. Uh, you know, start with that. I think I think they have a shot. I like the confidence, Will. Um, I'm going to go a little nuts and bolts on you right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to two matchups in particular. David McCormick versus Nate Watson, the battle of the centers, the, the veteran centers. You know, th- this is one thing about this Kansas team. It's not, like, loaded up with one-and-done blue trips. They're blue right. trips. Granted, college basketball is very old this year with the everyone granted the extra year of eligibility, but who knew that we would see a senior taking on a senior uh, for a pivot position? I think that's going to be an intriguing matchup. Both, you know, Watson and McCormick grew up in Virginia about 20 minutes away from each other, never crossed past on the AU circuit or the high school circuit, which is kind of shocking. So they'll uh, have their first real true dance on Michael Jordan's dance floor. Ha ha. Tomorrow night. And the other one I'm looking forward to seeing is uh, Justin Minaya. You know, PC's low jack when it comes to defense. What can he do against uh, Oche Ubaye? You know, well, one of the best uh, players in the Big 12. You know, one of the best players in the entire country. Near 20-point score. Justin Minaya has had a history this season of shutting down the opposing team's top score. And here it is, another challenge tomorrow night against uh, Ubaji. Yeah, that one really sticks out to me, too. I mean, he's a National Player of the Year candidate. Uh, but you have a guy in Manaya who, who has proven capable of, of shutting people down. Um, and, and if he can do that, then that, that may level the playing field a little bit. You take away 
some of Kansas's biggest strength was that. I mean, Christian Brown is still really good. Like you said, McCormick is tough inside. So it's a, it's a huge challenge. Um, but Kansas, I mean, they're not, for me, they were sort of the, the least well-known of the number one seeds. Um, I don't know if that's just me maybe not watching as much Big 12 basketball. Um, but they, they don't have the, the Gonzaga uh, sort of reputation this year as, as being like a totally dominant team. So it's, uh, you know, they're good, obviously, but they're not, like you said, they don't have that that superstar, like one and done, like guy who's just going to go out and, and dominate in the tournament. Uh, really good players, but, um, you know, I think Minaya, like you said, has a chance to, to shut down Agbaji. And if you're PC, you have to be thrilled. You shot the ball extremely well against Richmond last Saturday night. You know, 12, 13 threes, Noah Harkler, A.J. Reese. Five different players at least had five, at least had one three. Then you flip the script to Sunday, Sunday with Creighton taking down Kansas and Creighton minus uh, Colbert, the uh, Big East Defensive Player of the Year, went five out and hit all threes against Kansas. So if you if you're Ed Cooley, you have to be like almost salivating, thinking, "Wow, maybe this is when we have to get our advantage on Friday." Yeah, if you you know if you think you can do that, you you can. They've occasionally this season you know live live by the three, die by the three, and and haven't shot it that well. But if they do shoot it well, then you can certainly be right there in the game. And you know with McCormick inside, and maybe it's tough for 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 PC to get going in the paint. Um, so maybe that three point line is a way to do it. You mentioned that Creighton game, and Creighton gave Kansas all they could handle. Um, ultimately, Kansas was really impressive in sort of having an answer. Uh, every time Creighton made a run, it was like, oh, that's a huge shot by Creighton. Kansas is going to wobble. And then they, they didn't, and they just kept going. So they've got a little bit of that. Um, but if, if PC can hang close, then, you know, they get into a close game. I mean, that's, that's what they do. They, they are who we, we think they are on that. I, I, you know, if it's a – I think Ken Palm has it like a seven-point spread right now for, in, in favor of Kansas – Bump that down to like three or four, and you're in a three or four point game with Providence. Uh, I don't think that's where Kansas wants to be. So it's going to be fun tomorrow night. And, you know, just maybe being up in Buffalo last weekend, well, when watching South Dakota State making their run against the Friars, you know, the Friars are going to be the underdog in this game. Teams in these neutral site arenas, they try, they tend to pull for the underdog in the close game. So if there's a close game tomorrow night, I kind of like the Friars' chances just because they're going to have, I think, more of the crowd on their side. Miami's going to be in there. The Iowa State fans are going to be in there. They'll be undoubtedly pulling for them because they think, man, we don't have to go through Kansas to get to the Final Four potentially. Right, yeah. They'll have Anyone who is not rooting for Kansas will be rooting for the Friars on Friday night. So let's turn our attention to the other big news of the week down at Kingston. Uh, the Archie Miller kicked off on Monday morning. Uh, you know, just seeing all the pictures. Will, you were there. It looked like a a grand time, uh, looked like Archie said all the right things, and uh, he's ready to hit the ground running after uh, the David Cox era kind of ended with a whimper. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, what a crazy turnaround. I mean, URI loses on a Thursday night, David Cox out the next morning after four years uh, where it just didn't didn't quite click, just, just didn't happen, especially the last two years. And then six days later, six days later, not only does URI hire a coach, they get the guy who is at the very top of their wish list and, and probably at the top of every fan's wish list. Uh, you know, when Archie Miller, any A-10 opening the last, since Archie Miller left Indiana, um, you know, it was, it was an obvious thing. Was, well, would Archie Miller go there? Would Archie Miller go there? Really any opening on the East Coast, I'd say, any opening anywhere, uh, he'd, he'd be mentioned. 
Um, and I didn't, I didn't know that he would go, A, that he would come to you or I, or B, if you or I would be able to afford him. Both things happened uh, in one fell swoop with you or I basically saying, like, we're, we're going for this. Um, being willing to pay him, being willing to invest more in the program, giving him what he needs to win, showing him that, hey, this is, this is going to be big time. Uh, and it's, I think it's a perfect fit, a home run hire. And the press conference, like you said, it was a very festive time, big crowd there. They opened it up to the public, uh, standing room only crowd. And, you know, it was as much as the hire was a home run, I think the press conference was like a grand slam. Uh, he was just perfect, seems really comfortable in his own skin right now with the experiences that he's had. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be uh, turning around quickly in Kingston. You know, I had the opportunity to talk to Sean Miller, his older brother, who coincidentally was also hired, you know, the same weekend as his younger brother. Sean's going back to Xavier. And I thought the interesting takeaway from uh, talking to Sean, Will, was the year away from the game for Archie. You know, his time in Indiana didn't end the way he wanted it to. And it just sounded like he really immersed himself in studying different basketball cultures, European League, NBA League. You know, sometimes I think, when you lose a job like this and you still have, you're still young, you know, um, Archie's only 23 years old. It's okay to kind of hit the reset button, do things and that maybe you wouldn't have the opportunity to otherwise. I mean, because the brothers went to go watch an NFL game in September. I mean, who ever thought that would be possible? Two brothers who had high profile college basketball jobs be sitting in the stands at Heinz field, watching NFL football on Sunday when we got to get ready for a season. Oh my God, we got to go recruiting and things like that. I think sometimes that year off, is good. You get to catch your breath. And it sounds like Archie's ready to really dive into the program. And, you know, he's refreshed. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, it gives you different perspectives. It just lets you, lets you rest a little bit. Like you said, catch your breath. Like college basketball coaches don't really get a chance to do that. It's an 11, 12 month a year job. Um, very rarely do you get a chance to sit back. You know, the season ends and you're recruiting and then, you're doing off-season training. You're constantly working on things. It's just there's no time and in-season. Forget it. Um, so it, it really is a chance to kind of to set, to reset, to take a look at the way you do things, and just to to get a new perspective on things. So I think uh, I think he'll be great. Uh, he was obviously really successful at Dayton, and then it didn't go uh, the way he wanted it to, the way anybody wanted it to at Indiana. Uh, I think he learned a lot from that. But even beyond that, uh, I, I think Indiana is a tough place to come in right away and win right now. He's not the first to uh, to experience that. I don't think that means much of anything in terms of how he'll do at URI. I think uh, I think he still has everything that he had at Dayton uh, and more. From frankly, with the, with the perspective he gained from the Indiana experience uh, I, I sort of one of the names that i thought of was travis ford in that situation with st louis travis ford was really successful at umass went to oklahoma state he ultimately had more success at oklahoma state than archie miller did at indiana uh, but then ultimately uh departed there went to st louis and immediate success back in the a10 i think it'll be pretty similar for archie uh you know they, they have some work to do obviously uh, but with the transfer portal i think they'll be able to bring in some talent and i think they'll at least set the course next season for, for what's to come. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, obviously it's a good time to be a college basketball coach, a new one, because of the transfer portal. You know, I, I look at what Shaka Smart did out of Marquette this year, bringing in nine new players, took that team to the Big East tournament, even though a lot of, not a lot of expectations were surrounding that team going in. 
It'll be interesting to see, well, how many of the players who put their name in the portal decide that they want to stick around and how many uh, players that Archie wants to bring in. It's, it's an interesting mix that when a new coach comes in because he's good, he needs players, first of all, and he doesn't know if those players from the previous regime are going to fit his style, but he also needs to bring in guys just for bodies. So it's going to be an interesting maybe next couple of months to see how that roster shakes out for the Rams. Yeah, especially with the transfer portal. I mean, it used to be like you or I hired Dan Hurley, and I mean, that was a deep, deep rebuild that was going to take time. And this still will take time, but there's going to be some new talent certainly coming in. There's going to be guys coming out. I think there will be a few guys who leave, and I think there will be a few guys who come in. Um, just, just the nature of the beast right now. Um, I think how how it gets put together will be will be really interesting to see. New ch- coaching change like this, a lot of times there is it, it does click a little bit um, right away, and and guys play hard for the new coach, and and so you get that bump. And then if they can add some good talent, I know there are a couple of uh, former Archie Miller commits in Indiana who uh, have recently gone into the portal. Christian Lander, um, who was was at Indiana, and then uh, 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 guy from LaSalle, Cliff, Clifford Brown, I believe, um, who was at Indiana previously. Uh, both those guys into the portal. You know, I haven't heard any real rumblings yet other than, hey, these are former Archie Miller commits. So uh, something to keep an eye on there. But, yeah, I think there will be, a, there will be some movement, and it will be, uh, you know, a, a, definitely a different look uh, come fall. And we'll close this week with a couple of teams since the last time we talked. We, they saw their respective seasons come to end. The Bryant men, they lost in the first four game out in uh, Dayton. That feels like about two weeks ago now. Um, you know, obviously tough ending for the Bulldogs, but still, you won your first uh, NC, NEC tournament. You got to the division, the uh, NCAA tournament for the first time as a Division One program. Certainly uh, put Bryant in the news over the last couple of weeks, and it was uh, definitely uh, a, a windfall in terms of information that was put out there and received and also too well the uh, uri women uh they had their nit uh game against was quidipiac last friday night and the yep. big i thought was after the press conference with tammy reese saying 99 percent sure that she's going to be staying put yeah it was uh it was a question i mean especially because her alma mater university of virginia had a job opening Everybody assumed that she she would have been one of the first calls, maybe at the top of that list. Uh, and she said right away that she had pulled her name out of that uh, consideration for that, and is is pretty sure she's going to be sticking around Kingston, uh, which is huge. She's she's done amazing things for that program in the last three years, things that have never been done before. Uh, and it sounds like she wants to see that through uh, and see see where they can get. Um, so that's that's big for the URI women. I think that the excitement will remain there. And she was at Archie Miller's press conference uh, a couple of days ago as well. So good things happening in Kingston. And like you said, Bryant, great run. Uh, and I mean, they do exactly what you're supposed to do in those moments where they they put the pedal down and announce the uh, the new arena construction right at the right at the same time. So uh, good things happening up in Smithfield as well. And I think, you know, if you, we've kind of seen the college basketball carousel, the coaching aspect of it, shake out a little bit. And, you know, if you're Bryant, you're probably breathing inside of the reef right now because your man, Jared Grasso, is not going anywhere right now. Uh, right now if we're recording this, like we said on Thursday night, it uh, looks like Frank Martin, former South Carolina coach, is going to go to UMass. And if you're Jared and you're a Northeast guy, you know, those see you don't see any jobs around here opened up right now, Will, for him to go to. If he wants to go, he would have to move. 
Yeah, things are filling up quick, and it seems like even Seton Hall, uh, I think the Shaheen Holloway to Seton Hall sounds like kind of a no-brainer. So, yeah, there may not be that that kind of automatic opening for Grasso, and in which case, uh, keep it rolling to Bryant and, and see where he can get. Well, we'll see if the Friars can keep it rolling on Friday night from the United Center, and, you know, maybe we'll do one more college basketball podcast, Will, before we uh, switch gears to the spring high school sports season, the – we, you know, we were running pictures in our respective papers of baseball players and uh, unseasonable weather right now, uh, <laughs> honestly. And we'll dive into that soon. But uh, enjoy the uh, this next wave of March Madness, everyone. And we'll be back soon with a fresh episode. Thanks for listening.